0: Welcome back to another HK video game experience. Today we're going to talk about the very first NES RPG Dragon Warrior. Also, Coach is going to give his experience with that. We're going to talk about EverQuest. Clear is going to hit you with some news. We're also going to uh, throw in some other games, just some other video game talk, to sprinkle in, to keep it spicy, keep it new, keep it fresh. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. h k Video Game Experience everybody, this is Hollywood Cole and I'm here with Clearfire as always, but to special guest today, Coach Rx, PlayStation Handle, what is up dude? What's up man? So we're very excited about this one, as I'm glad we have our first guest on here, uh, usually just hear me and Clear back and forth and so hopefully we can get uh, a regular guest here, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. So, uh, yeah, I wanted you to be on this one because, one, you know, we we, kind of play the same type of games and stuff anyway, all the way back in the day. We kind of didn't really, I mean, we kind of, we knew each other for a long time, but we really kind of started hanging out at Jones when we were going to college and getting involved in Tekken and and, and Clearfire came, you know, one year behind us at Jones, so we all kind of hung out there. But Tekken 3, between classes, we played Resident Evil, all this kind of stuff, a lot of strategy games. And, of course, it eventually rolled into RPGs. Um, and so EverQuest was a big one for us. And I got that one probably in 2000 and... Uh, I don't know, 2002 or three or before Full sale. And that's when I had the Rogue. Lockheed? Yeah, yeah Lockheed. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we that was a lot of fun playing that, you know, back in the day. And but see, I try to go back to that one, and it was just tough. I mean, it wasn't. And I know you went to WoW for a little while. And clear, did you ever pe- play WoW?
1: I played WoW for five minutes. <laughs> you played it for five minutes and paid for a whole month. No, I didn't even pay for a whole month. I got one of those free. I got one of those free ones when you bought the game. You get that free trial yeah. month or whatever. Yeah. I played it and I just couldn't get into it. You know, it was. It reminded me too much of EverQuest, and I just couldn't get into EverQuest either. I mean, I even beta tested EverQuest Frontiers when it came on the PS2, and I tried to put time into it, and I, I just couldn't get into any one of those three, but now I'm all about the MMOs. So
2: What kills me with those games is I always play a, a warrior, and um, you just can't play by yourself. You know, no, you gotta have a healer, a puller, uh, a crowd control. And, um, it just, if nobody's online, you just can't do anything but you twitter. your bones. just go to thongs. the nexus
0: yeah. stone
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and make potions <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I remember, uh, that, that, that one thing I, it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, because every character... On that game, EverQuest had a unique ability or whatever. Like uh, mm-hmm. the rogue was huge DPS, but he definitely had to have a group. You, I, I would run up on a blue enemy and be like, nah, "Dude, I can't even touch him. I have no no idea about it." But you know, if I had a war- warrior, um, you know, or a healer or something, it could really do. Not even a, a healer, a warrior that could just keep aggro. Somebody to hold
2: back. aggro while you stab that back. <laughs> and you you remember.
0: Uh, and I remember we were with Fell Omen, and yeah. we had the whole. And I, if you can remember this, you've played a lot. You still play it now, EverQuest.
2: Well, see what happened was they made it uh, free to play, and uh, mm-hmm. but in doing so, they took away all your uh, equipment, all your AAs. You remember alternate advancement what? points, and you you have to continue to p- pay the whatever it is seventeen ninety nine a month to get all your stuff back, and. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I just jump on every once in a while to get nostalgic, and I, I did, uh, you know, the little command slash played, showed you yeah. how long you played it. Yeah. Guess. Oh, man. I don't know, five years or something. Calanthus has been online for 12 years, four months. <laughs> 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 oh. that, that, that's longer He's older than, than. That's longer my than kid. been in primary education. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: 12 years yeah he, uh, oh my gosh
0: but and we went to some and it's dude I, you know i was on there and it, it was so massive by the time i got i don't think it was planets of powers that uh, planes expansion. of power yeah planes of power when i got on and i got a gold and in fact i still have it somewhere it's a gold case or a gold tin that had all the stuff in there and it had a little figurine in there and i still got that figurine It's like a little Uh, pewter
1: thing. I bet it's probably worth something. It was a collector's edition. I remember getting the game in 2003 when I was at Mississippi State. And I went down to the Walmart down there to buy it. And it had like six discs with the bad boy, you Mm -hmm. know? So I I remember getting that copy and it had the month free trial. And just looking back at that, I was like, man, I spent every little bit of money I had right then and there to get this game that I played for like 20 days. I didn't even probably play any of that much of that time and ended up just, you know, like whatever on it. It's
2: just funny that that we're on this topic. Uh, Brad McQuaid, the guy that designed EverQuest, it's like uh, got a huge cult following and uh, he made that game Vanguard that flopped. But um, Mm -hmm. Uh now, now there's a new game they're working on called Pantheon you can find it on youtube and it, it's it's I've
1: heard about that.
2: Pretty much the same f- format as EverQuest and I'm I'm excited about it. I got a couple of friends that pretty much our our, our only relationship is through video games and we just mm. love to do that together, you know.
0: Yeah. That I was trying to think of that. What was that healer's name? That was real good.
2: He was like from Germany or Slip. something yeah slit where was he was he? slit was from france Uh, yeah i still got his password (laughs) 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 i I hope he didn't kill himself because he couldn't access his everquest account
0: (laughs) he was he was good man i mean but yeah but before we get off the thing i just wanted to go that whatever we went to one time so i didn't do nothing about where everything was or you know, you know, I knew where East Commons and West Commons and Freeport pretty much. And I mean, I got to where I could walk around. So I started with a Paladin, and then I switched to the Rogue, and then. Um, but anyway, uh, we had wandered off into some cave to kill some dragon or something, and the whole and I, as far as the whole group got together, and this we just started wandering off like a band of uh, adventurers or whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you know you can have as many people as you want, I guess, in a raid or whatever. But uh, so when I went to the cave and. And it was me, you, of course, everybody. Everybody died instantly, but me and you and Slit <laughs> and, so, and and this but we we ended up still and everybody's just watching and talking and we ended up killing that dragon and everybody was so proud of it because I guess it was a big deal you know back in the day and now the, because it, hey the guild's powerful enough to kill this dragon now is what everybody was saying so I was like eh, cool whatever it's awesome to have just a guild do
2: it so all, all you need you know is me to hold aggro and slit to heal me while you backstab over and over i mean that's a a perfect formula
1: well it's funny that y'all are talking about that because this is something that i checked out in the news just recently because you know wow is actually still a very big popular mmo going on right now and they just dropped a new raid recently in there and uh the Big clans out there actually complaining about how difficult this raid boss is. I don't think I, I don't think to this time anybody's been able to beat them yet, and it's been out for a week now, at least a week. And so they're even talking about like reducing the strength of the boss so people can actually beat it. No, oh, yeah, that's how bad. That's how nice bad. That's, ba- that's how bad it's gotten. Like with with it. They- so I don't know. I don't know how far they're going to go with that. But it, that was kind of a rumor that I was reading on one of the forums I follow. They need to talk to the guy from EverQuest
0: that killed the God of the Game. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, there was a God of the Game or something like that. And he was just a beast that nobody's supposed to kill. And some like dude before it was cool, like used a bunch of science to try to figure out just where to stand and like do damage to him, and it took him like two Couldn't weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he killed the god of the game. And and I don't know exactly what happened, but like he never respawns or something. It's like a Bitcoin or something. They can't reprogram him in or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like they didn't expect for him to die, but I don't know. I don't know that whole story. That was years ago. I mean,
2: That's yeah, they, pretty much the gist of it. They, they they killed an unkillable boss by pretty much cheating. But um. <laughs> for just using it, using its own code or whatever against they
1: it. found the weakness Yeah,
2: that's what's always fascinated me about the the game and community is you know we get a game you play it eventually you're going to hit a roadblock or something and it's either I look it up on the internet or I stop playing the game and, yeah. and you go look it up, you beat it and move on. But these, the pioneers that find all this stuff, like even in Dragon Warrior, what we're about to talk about later, how would you know to search on the ground on this particular square, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, because they sent but, me a strategy guide with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's the only way I know. But somebody figured that out, you know, like, yeah. like metal, metal gear, solid five. I just quit playing. How would you know to search in this particular box? for this particular item other than, you know, go into trial and error, right?
1: I mean the same thing. The same things happening in the gaming community now. I mean, you look at like with uh, the Destiny, uh, Destiny's raids. They're dropping them without any information on anywhere for you to find them out, and people are actually beating these raids for the first time within two to three hours of them being out. You know, it's pretty impressive that they're getting through them that quick, and they're figuring out the puzzles really quick. Now, after that first completion, you know, it's all on the internet. Everybody knows how to beat it at that point, but
0: but that is not a very good example because. They actually took time for Dragon Warrior and for all these other games. Destiny, Bungie, Activision just took just enough time to get y'all to pay for it. You're just, hating on, on, you're just, you're just hating on that right now. I've read, now i read pay about Pay that. schemes now. <laughs> now I am with Destiny big time because <laughs> that's a poison. But anyway, um, so anyway, we, we need to do one on EverQuest. You need to get edgy on here. We'll get, we we'll get do... Edgy
1: on. She she says she wanted to do it with EverQuest, and I think it'd be a really interesting one. Edgy is actually one of our friends. Uh, Coach doesn't know her yet. She he'll meet her now that you know me and Coach finally got hooked back up on uh, PSN. She's one of the people that I played Destiny with, and other games too. She's actually still currently playing EverQuest, wow. and she actually uh, she actually Twitch streams it pretty regularly. Um, she leads people in raids all the time, and that so she's she's pretty well versed in EverQuest and know it from all the way back. That's so. cool. <laughs> Her name is uh, Satori on the game. I think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. That's somebody we used to know.
1: I don't know. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even... I, don't, I, think, I think she's still edgiest thunder on EverQuest as well. Do you know I think like she's kind of like me That that's carried the name through quite several other places. I think that's right. She you might be something know else. Do
2: you know what server she plays on?
1: I don't. I can. T- I can look it up and find it for you and tell you.
2: I'm, I'm still on Antonius Bell because I had to play with Europeans because I worked the night shift. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm raiding with them, you know, during my days and their nights. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway,
0: uh, you know, kind of. R- so you're used to RPG mechanic and stuff, even in an MMO, which is a di- unique breed. But uh, Baldur's Gate, I mean Diablo, all these types of games that Never are a little bit modern. Yeah, Neverwinter now, which is still an MMO, but get experience,
2: uh, become more powerful, <laughs> then, then go fight Pretty more much. powerful
0: and get more experience. But uh, but anyway, so we're gonna we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. So we want to we want to get what's going on in the news, of course, and get you guys up to date. But I just want to tell you what we are going to talk about today, which is going to be the Dragon Warrior for NES. Um, one of the very first RPGs uh, in the U.S. and how we kind of simplified it, or the, the designers, or developers simplified it for Americans, and nobody had any de- any idea what it was. And you got three dudes here that experienced it for the very first time, and we can give you a, a perspective on what it was like at that time to uh, put on a brand new genre of game that
1: nobody's ever played before. But before we get into that, clear, what do you got for the news? Well, I'm going to start it off with the first big hit right off the bat. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was telling you about net neutrality and everything. That net neutrality vote happened today, and it went the exact way everybody was predicting. What? The FCC ruled to disband uh, the net neutrality rules. So right now, they, we're, in a, we're in a phase of where we don't have net neutrality, but we do. It's kind of a gray area. The um, thing that's going on now is it has to go through Congress and all of that before anything else really happens. Before something becomes substantial, but it, it it is a big deal because net neutrality does mean a lot for us gamers. You know, once again, you're looking at like internet fast lanes. You're looking at giving priority service to specific things. Um, it's a big deal. You know, I see a lot of gamers on Facebook on the groups that I follow saying, Oh, it's no big deal. We didn't have net neutrality before. So why does it really matter if we have it now? And I'm like, Well, you're a little young buck. You need to learn. There's, there's things happen in history where before you had these rules, it was fine and dandy. But when you had the rules, it predicted what you used to have. Then when you pull the rules away, it ruined it all. And we're having that same flow. It happens through history all the time. When you put in a new rule, it actually protects, so you actually can protect what we used to have and then have it pull out and it not. Well, that's kind of what's happening with net neutrality here. You know, you're going to have places where, you know, you can start getting charged for the website you go to. You're going to have higher premiums for your internet you're gonna have crazier data caps. You're gonna have data caps on specific things now. Um, one of the big things that uh, before net, net neutrality came along was um, they were gonna actually they were actually holding uh, Netflix hostage. Uh, AT and T and um, AT and Verizon, all of the big three for uh, and Comcast for uh, internet. They're actually holding Netflix hostage, saying, "Hey, look, you got to pay us more money for your internet bandwidth coming through." So that's when Netflix actually started going up cuz I remember when my first subscription for Netflix was $4.99 a month and I had streaming with it, I could get DVDs with it, everything. And then the next thing I know, I get an email sent to me saying it's going up to 8.99. And that was right at that point of that whole argument of them saying, hey, look, we, we we need more money from you, or otherwise we're not going to let your bandwidth go through, and that was kind of what the FCC was doing. Um, then that net neutrality came in and it actually protected it from that kind of thing happening. So guys listening out there, if you think that net neutrality is bogus, just look at the past and look look at what net neutrality actually helped fix and helped us protect us from. There's already rules in place when, um, I cannot pronounce the guy's name, but he actually is an old Verizon um, employee that's now the FCC chair. And he's been—he's being bought by by Verizon, AT and T, Comcast right now, just to basically say whatever they want him to say. And he said that if we don't put—if we don't take back net neutrality, then people aren't going to have access to internet, health care, t- t- uh, telehealth, things like that. Well, there's already provisions in there that give health care and telehealth in specific. Uh, fast lane into it, so that way it's protected and people that need access to it can actually get the access to it. So it's already protected, so the crap that he laid for us saying that we need to get rid of net neutrality so we can have this access was just a load to to try to get us to believe him. So don't believe anything he's spewing, because right now he's spewing so many falsities, it's crazy. So just don't believe him on anything like that. It's very sombering, because I don't know enough about
0: it but I do know that the human nature, you know, human condition will take over at some point and find some kind of loophole in these laws, even if they are set forth with, uh, you know, with a good, good <clears> throat> faith, throat> intentions, yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and try to find a way to make money on it. Well, the law says, and you can't do anything, and then these people that are paying Comcast or whoever, and it's just, that just shows how powerful these different corporations are. They're losing money on cable because nobody cares anymore. And we're going to go to internet and, do, and pay for you know, you know what what is the, name anything you know, um, what, it, what Yahoo it, Netflix Yahoo, whatever yeah I mean anything I mean, anything. I mean for, well I'm talking about you pay for your own History Channel pay History Channel directly ten dollars a month to get access to that yeah. channel so so instead of doing that they're going to break down the internet and do the same thing you got to buy yeah, a package ne- deal yeah
1: with, with net the neutrality you're looking at like having to buy access for Yahoo for Google for a Gmail even I mean you're looking at now you know email. Basically, has you know, in a way, you know, it didn't really take place of of snail mail. It kind of supplemented snail mail or complemented it. I won't say that it actually took anything away from it. It was either supplemented or complemented, depending on how you look at it. It it did that to it, and and right now you don't have to pay anything for it. Well, with net neutrality going away, they possibly could start charging you per email to be sent out. That's what net neutrality can actually allow for, not having net neutrality could actually allow for. So that's something that you've got to think heavily about. It's not just that. I mean, when you look at gamers, you know, uh, there was a prime example, you know, you download a hundred, there's sometimes when you buy a game, you stick the disc in, you still have to download a hundred gigs of the game. Well, if they put, if they start putting more uh, tight restrictions on data caps, well, then you're looking at now that you now for your month, you already hit a tenth of your data cap right then and there do you wish the to online continue playing
2: click here <laughs>
1: yeah i mean so it's just it's just one of those things where you know different things add up to this and it could affect gamers in so many different ways i mean most games require you to be online now so when you're streaming like that they, they, they could put data caps on that slow down the speeds when you start looking at that now you're looking at latency, latency issues you're looking at ping rates that just totally make gaming just terrible at that point if you're doing that so um, net neutrality is a big deal, so I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for net neutrality.
0: So Trust in the people. If it gets bad, the people will find a way to do their own thing.
2: I'll give you all an example along those same lines. Um, I've been with DirecTV now for several years, and um, I couldn't watch the World Series last year or earlier this mm-hmm. year because it was on Fox. I had yep. to stream it on my computer. Well, out at my hunting camp, I put up a satellite the other day, and I get two channels. WLVT and Fox. I I, I can pull Fox out of the air for free, but DirecTV won't let me have it at my house. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's because they want that more money.
2: It's just an example of how convoluted things have gotten with, you know, these big corporations and what is essentially free. Exactly.
1: exactly. And net neutrality would fall along the same lines as that, just internet wise. Right. Exactly. so all right what else gaming so the other big thing too this is not directly gaming related but this actually will affect the gaming community i think it will have a big effect disney bought fox they bought their tv rights they bought their movie rights they bought large chunks of it they bought it for 52 for (laughs) 52.4 billion dollars they spent so fifty two point exactly. four billion dollars for this. <laughs> so the implications of that is most of us out there, most of y'all listening, you, I'm gonna call you geeks because if you're not a geek and you don't believe you're a geek, then you're just lying to yourself. But didn't this is funny? But didn't didn't
0: Fox own Star Wars already?
1: Okay, no, no, no. This is, this is, this <laughs> is, is they is going just fun, bought this,
0: Fox and not have to this, spend this is billions the fu- this, so, on Star Wars.
1: So, so this is the funny thing. <laughs> no. So. Think Fox owns didn't it. Fox never owned Star Wars. What happened was is when Lucas made the first Star Wars, he needed somebody to distribute it, Produce put it, it out. Yeah. And so he gave the distribution rights to Star Wars 4, 5, and 6, which is the original trilogy, to Fox to distribute it. So they had the distribution rights. So he that means Lucas can't do anything with it uh, with the uh, with that copy that he gave them. Hence why there were all the enhanced copies with the CGI and everything because now he can distribute that because he didn't put that under the umbrella of 4, 5, and 6. His distribution rights were very specific to that original copy. And he supposedly
0: destroyed
1: those originals too. That is incorrect. That's what he said. He said that, but it's incorrect. They actually have the original I got, copies. I got they some had, in my house, too. <laughs> they had, so, so Fox actually still has the original copies. They still have it. They can they put it out whenever they want. But since you know uh, Lucas made partnerships with other TV stations to show the enhanced copies, all the ones with all the junky CGI and, other, and trying to cover up some of the practical effects that he did, that he did so first. well.
0: He, exactly you'll we'll have to talk about that.
1: So, um, so now, now Disney has the rights to those movies. So, what I'm predicting, and this is my prediction, is you know tomorrow, uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, hits theaters. It's going to be an awesome one. It's got it's the highest rated mo- movie of the Star Wars franchise on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 96 percent uh, rating uh, out of all of the ratings. Uh, the next closest is only ninety two percent. So that's actually a four percent gap for those movies. Actually, a big deal. How they seen it so, already? So it's so it's a big deal. So it, it's it looks like it's going to be the movie to go see. And I'm actually going to go see it tomorrow. I'm not I'm not going to wait but what i'm predicting is is in a couple months when episode 8 drops on dvd and blu-ray i predict that they're going to release the original trilogy 4 5 and 6 in its original state awesome. its original theatrical state That'd be so i'm predicting awesome. that i'm not sure it's going to happen they might hold off until 9 releases as well which is roughly 3ish years from now which it would be dropping on blu-ray so you know, it, it could happen; it couldn't, but I think that's what's going to happen. The other big implications is now Disney has all the rights to X Men and partial rights to Fantastic Four. They don't have full rights because um, it, it's a really weird kind of situation with Fantastic Four. Um, Fox had it had the rights for them, but not the distribution rights. Or I think they had the distribution rights and not the actual rights for them. It's kind of a weird twist. Another company actually had the um, proprietary rights, and Fox had distribution rights. That's what it was. So now Disney can distribute it, but they can't make a movie. So it's kind of one of those Catch-22 things. It's a really weird situation. But what this does mean now is all of these games that are coming out under, um, uh, under the uh, Marvel banner can actually house you know, X-Men and things like that. You can actually start seeing Wolverine. You can see Wolverine versus Hulk, that kind of stuff going on, not only in the movies, but now in the games as well. Because now all those rights are combined as well. And it actually is going to give us oh, yeah, that's right. better movies, better combined. gamings, and things like that. Because you got to think about it. The Marvel Universe and comics... When Civil War happened, the Civil War that we saw in the theaters is not the Civil War you saw in the comics. Completely different. The X-Men said, no, we're not taking a stand in it. We're staying neutral in it. They were actually involved. Spider-Man was actually the central figure in that one. Not the whole argument between Tony and Cap, which it was the argument. But the whole thing was, is Spider-Man actually sided with Tony at first, unmasked himself, showed him to everybody. And then he was like, wait, this isn't right. I'm going to side with Cap because... Understand what Cap's trying to protect.
2: If, if I'm not so mistaken, if thing. Wolverine's first appearance was in a Incredible Hulk comic. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. So now we can actually start having that in gaming again. as we can actually start seeing that. You know those comics, playing and gaming. So it's be really cool. (laughs) It's a really cool situation. It's a really interesting time for us in in, in our uh, movies and in our gaming and in our comics. You know, so there's a real interesting twist there. So that's that's the other big thing that I was following. Um, The other thing is one other thing that I want to bring up that I thought was pretty interesting. So most of y'all have probably heard of Player Unknown. Player Unknown is uh, was a, was a person, but now it's a group developing a game called uh, Battlegrounds. It was in long-term beta access on the PC, and it just recently released into a be- beta-esque form. It's not a full game yet. There's it's they're still building on it and trying to develop and make it better. But now it's for the Xbox One. Um, I know I don't game on Xbox One. I know Hollywood doesn't, and I'm not sure if Coach does yeah, anymore or does. not. So, you got three people here that don't do it, but if you do have an Xbox, go check out this game. This is an indie guy developing a really awesome game. What it is, is it's kind of like if you had Call uh, Call of Duty, and you put like 50 people in an um, arena, and had a shootout until the last person was surviving. And it's a really cool format, you can kill people with cars, with boats, with guns, you know fist trees i mean whatever you it's it's a really cool environment thing that that that, that you can have environment effects on it and everything and it is what's cool about it is is every time somebody dies the arena shrinks so it makes it smaller to keep get, keep yeah. the keep, keep everybody getting closer to each other to actually be able to keep the action going so it doesn't ever get, really get stale really interesting game really interesting concept um one game that uh, coach is playing right now. It's next game after it. He's playing uh, Shadows of War right now, which is uh, not Shadows of War. Shadows of Mordor. He's playing the first of the first of the uh, uh, Middle Earth Shadows of uh, Shadows uh, series. And once he gets to Shadows of War, Shadows of War actually dropped an arena just recently as well. So you kind of have that whole thing where you can actually start dropping your guys that you recruit in there to fight. So that'll be a kind of interesting twist to that as well. The first but, one was a Xbox exclusive. Um, right now, it's uh, the player unknowns battlegrounds is only on PC and Xbox One. Uh, they've been developing it on PC, and they migrated over to Xbox One. I think that it will eventually come over to PS4, um, but I'm not sure about that. But I, even so, if you play Xbox and you listen to us, which I hope you do, go out and grab the game and check it out. It's a really neat game. I, I support indie, indie developers. You can ask Hollywood all the time. Uh, I, I rant about one game that I love. You know, I bring it up fairly often is Don't Starve. I love the game. I actually <laughs> got it on my PS Vita now, and I'm sitting here playing it, as I'm going to bed even, you know, cause it's just such a fun little creative indie game and indie people are what keeps the gaming movement going. Keep, keep giving money to these indies so they can grow it. And we actually can have more diversity in gaming.
2: Yeah. I've been playing a uh, path of exile for about the past four or five months. It's, it, it reminds me a lot of Diablo three, but it's made by grinding gear games and it's, it's totally free. You just, it took like two hours to download, but they ask for nothing other than donations, and they
0: not even during during the game. There's no paywalls or anything. Or
2: they have the you know the the cosmetic mm-hmm. microtransactions, but to play the game, you it's essentially free to you. And mm-hmm. uh, I got I got to like awesome. level eighty seven, and uh, I'm kind of got it on pause right now, but. <laughs> that, they just released a new expansion. I mean, they're getting money from somewhere. I guess you know yeah. players donate to them or something, or maybe it's just out of the goodness of their heart.
0: Transactions, so man. I mean, I hate to say it, but like we, they've reached what was it a hundred billion dollar mark or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're it, making
1: stupid money off of it. it it's crazy. Some people what those are buying, you
0: know, and so that that counts for. That's the you know cell phones and all that, but. Uh, I mean, dude, when you're making a million dollars a day, it's hard to turn it down. You just got to get that whale that spends ten grand a day, like the dude on Clash of Clans. Even the <laughs> other people that spent money on there didn't was shunning him for spending ten grand a day on Clash of Clans. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's crazy. Well, I, I was thinking that's about insane. that
2: today. I got I got to a uh, I'm on like seven eighty five Candy Crush level, and uh, it's this really hard level, and I was like one block from finishing it. And I, I lost all my men, and it's like, do you wish to continue for $1.99? And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you know. I'll just $2, I'll finish it. I make that much money in, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's and, just And the... I, I can finish this board. It's just it's so in-your-face and so convenient yeah. that it's it's easy to see how it's gotten so so big, so out of control. Yeah, it's.
0: It's, but it's a, it's, it is. I mean, not, I was going to say, you know, it's a poison in the game, and you've heard me say that a million times if you listen to this podcast, but it's also, and again, we might have to do a, a, a podcast on this. There's so many subjects, but the, you know, when you're playing it, so once you kind of bust that bubble of, mm-hmm. I paid any
2: little bit you know then it's, it just loses the fun factor so much. we called it tapping the vein in EverQuest because i i, <laughs> yeah. I, I bought uh i bought a sword off of eBay a in-game sword so i could join a raiding guild and and all my friends were like oh you didn't tap the vein that's it. that's <laughs> well, it and
0: and yeah. there's a guy that brings up a good example uh Batman Dobbins on YouTube i like his uh videos but um he talks about he used to go to Chuck E. Cheese all the time and play skeetball or whatever and get the, the tickets or t- you get tickets out and then you you know you're you're earning them. Mm-hmm. But then at some point Chuck E. Cheese says, oh, if you just want to buy one, it's $1 a dollar for you know a plastic spider ring or whatever it would be." Yeah. <laughs> and like and then once he kind of fan- knew that it, it wasn't no you know it's no fun to go to Chuck E. Cheese and, and try to earn anything yeah. anymore because you're just wasting your time. Why am I spending five dollars worth of t- uh, tokens or whatever, when I can just spend a dollar on whatever I want and get go in there and buy it and leave. You know, it's the same thing for gaming. It's all about the experience. You, nothing comes from gaming. You know, I mean, of course, there's professionals and you can get some online items that sell for a bunch of money or whatever the case. But just as the standard video game, you know, there's no, it's just the, the satisfaction of, of solving it or doing you know doing something. There's no tangible asset to, to be gained. Right. So you're spending what? money for for nothing. You're you're killing that that experience.
1: So I agree with you, but I'm going to throw it from the other aspect because I had a buddy that actually made a living off of selling WoW characters. He'd get them up to max level, sell them, and people would buy them. See, the the thing is, is, for us, we grew up in the age of play the game to get to the end to figure it all out. You didn't have the internet to look it up. You didn't have any way to do this other than doing that unless you got Nintendo Power delivered to your house that possibly had the strategy guide for that one game you were working on. And it didn't always happen that way. You know, nowadays people are like, "Let me have the satisfaction of already being at the end without having to do anything." They want the instant gratification, and that's what well, micro and that's the- what and that's what microtransactions bring. So microtransactions bring instant gratification. Right. They bring they bring everything that gamers want that instant gratification. They want to know that they can go in and win a game. You know, they want to know they can go in and beat it. I mean, well, they're I not looking- beating
0: are winning. They're just buying it. You might as well just have so they're buying the the end yeah when you come into the the fact of you're you buy a game for the experience when it comes to the guy selling mine or building wow characters and selling them he might as well build rocking chairs in his garage and sell them (laughs) it's the exact same (laughs) exactly it is that's what experience he bought into so if you don't have to pay 20 bucks a month for it i mean Mm -hmm. because you're just making something and selling it and I, i know exactly what you're saying so there are people like that that do that but my point is the gaming experience is what you're paying for and then once you pay more for that not necessarily stuff that cosmetic that you can only get cosmetic I mean that's seems to be that gray area that gamers have accepted and I'll even accept it if they stay true to their word like somebody like Bungie and Destiny that said hey we're only going to do cosmetics, so your downloadable content will be free. And so, oh, okay, yeah, we're, that's fine. And of course, they never releasing downloadable content. Yeah, they got updates, and you get a little Sparrow Racing, and st- mm-hmm. stupid stuff like that. You never got a quarterly, you know, expansion like they would. Everybody knew that's what they were talking about, and they just lied again. Multiple reasons they lied, and or multiple instances they have lied, and whatever destroyed their fan base trust. And people are even asking for refunds on Xbox and PlayStation, by the way, for their download. They-
1: they actually got refunds by PlayStation and Xbox good. both both have ruled that um, for the fact that destiny actually took away something that you paid for to begin with because yes, I understand like and, and in the destiny communities they're talking about oh all the other DLCs did that too. It's like no, they didn't. They did it to an extent but not the way that this one happened. This one actually blocked you from the content that you used to have access to. You know, they raised the raid level. Well, last time when DLCs came out on Destiny on Destiny 1, you got a new raid. You couldn't access the new raid, but you could still access the old raid. This one, they had the old raid. They moved it up in levels to where you couldn't access it anymore, even if you already paid for it. Now what they're doing is, is they're backing it down to where you can access it but you can't access the prestige levels those are considered the game uh, end of game content that come with only DLCs and having and being up to date in the game so they kind of they're kind of playing this double-edged sword very gray area on that too as well so
2: just like the rest of the world they're getting to where you can you could throw your weight around with a little money yeah and, and yeah. I, I don't want my my gaming experience to be limited to how much money i'm willing to spend yeah, it needs
0: to be based on skill exactly. and strategy. Yeah.
2: You, you shouldn't be able yeah. to buy bullets that do twice as much damage as my bullets. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. And that, that's, that's where it's ultimately going. Ultimately what it is. Exactly. Um, and
1: that's, well, that's what happened to EA with their uh, FIFA 18, because you know people are still boycotting FIFA 18 because of that, because you could actually pay to get better characters that could help you win the game easier. So that, that was a big thing in the EA. That's why huh. EA is getting hit really hard for a lot of their stuff
0: so you might have read this in your news uh study or whatever too but there's a guy and i don't know his name but he's a very good track record i think he posted a Reddit. i know he did at one point on reddit and it got downvoted to oblivion but it actually turned out to be true because he was predicting something on a game he's so he's, he's yeah. got very good track record with battlefront it was battle uh, field one or whatever so now he's talking yeah, about yeah, a yeah. battlefield three mm-hmm. or excuse me not battlefield three bad company three
1: yeah, it's bad company three. And, yeah, I actually posted something on our Facebook page about that.
0: Okay, yeah, I saw it. It's uh, it said that you know they're doing no microtransactions in it, dude. That is unreal. I want to buy that game just to support because it's no microtransactions. I very well bad company
1: do it. was a fun game anyway. I, I enjoyed you know, it. I, too. I mean, it's just hilarious because the guys, the the characters in there were actually hilarious. and had great interactions with each other, and it was a fun game. It's so, tough uh, to.
2: Go ahead. Uh, I was going to oh, say they, they pushed they pushed it a little bit. The single player experience wasn't as good as I yeah. would have liked. That's why I like all the Call of Duty games is you know they're predominantly multiplayer online shooters, but mm. the story is usually good. Yeah, the, they the, got an epic story. The bad company story was pretty uh, pretty bad.
1: It was bad, <laughs> but it was funny and and too it was it's funny how bad it was yeah, too.
2: That, maybe that was their point.
1: <laughs> yeah, i think i think that's what they were trying to do with it was like hey look these are guys of idiots out here basically it was their version of like the a team but not as good as the a team so <laughs> i'd probably say c or d team on that one they were pretty funny on the but you know thing, so.
0: a game that comes out with no microtransactions I, I, and i would highly encourage everybody to buy it but i mean it's just like the it's you know you got games like destiny and i and i hate to keep bringing up, i don't even say any game um I'm just trying to think on on the spot here, but we'll just use Destiny. So you pay sixty dollars, you're done with the game and you know, two weeks, uh, the vanilla game and uh Destiny two. And so but then you got games that talks the exact amount that are Fallout Four, that are Witcher Three. I mean these these experiences are I'm GTA almost like five. Yeah. But I'm like, Witcher 3, holy cow, man, the the amount of content in that game and the amount of time that's spent in there. I'm like, dude, you'd only charge $60 for this? This is ridiculous. I mean, it's unreal. I bought all the expansions. I hadn't even touched them. just because I wanted to to give them
2: more money for for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, crazy. One thing that um, I think is worth mentioning is the microtransactions, they often come up in single-player games, you know, where – that's the individual's experience it's not you know affecting us right but um in the multiplayer games sure there are microtransactions but there's also a third party that develops like online communities like you come to this website tell me what you want paypal me the money i'll meet you in game and give it to you that's not the game developer's fault that is just People being people.
1: Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that happens anyway. Well, I mean that that, that happened in Destiny. Destiny, the people were playing, trade paying, in
0: Destiny.
1: W- well, this is what people were paying for in Destiny. They were paying for people to carry them through trials oh, yeah, of Osiris, trials of the Nine, the raids, yeah. different you know different things. They were actually paying for those experiences. That's just people and being that's, people. I, Exactly, and that's what Coach was saying, is you get that enterprising people doing that, and that, in a way, is a term of micro transactions. It's just not hitting the developers' pockets. It's hitting the consumers' pockets. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. I never thought about that it that way. Um, one of the things that I thought uh, that somebody brought up a very good point with uh, Battlefront 2 is that um, they need to have two different servers or two different play styles. If you spend money on the game, then you go to the play with everybody else that spent money if you did not then you play with everybody that did not that was a kind of cool idea because that would keep everybody see how many much money gets spent at that point they never they would never do that because the guy that spends money has to go play with everybody else then it ultimately becomes whoever can spend the most money wins
2: there's no advantage Um, yeah I, I, i remember back in uh in the everquest days it would just be you would go to uh I mean this was so old uh, hotmail was still big then. Yeah. <laughs> you just you would be like I'll I'll mail you um cash in the mail. You meet me in game, drop this item on the ground and I'll pick it up. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean it, it's it's I guess it's free market enterprise on a very small scale, but that's just what people are going to do to get what they want. Yep. It's no different than us uh, getting the guy to buy his beer in high school at the gas station. <laughs>
1: yeah, very true. <laughs>
2: you find what you want and then uh, you find a
1: way to get what you want and what you need.
2: Exactly, whatever
0: means. So, th- th- so that does give a whole different experience if you have to pay for, um, you know, once you start paying for a game. I've brought this up for that Underground Empire game on the phone. I used to play where you start paying for this experience and the next time you're playing against somebody else that's paid, so then you're paying against somebody else. It's just like the leveling thing that we're going to talk about, how you just level up, then you go fight stronger monsters, level up, go fight stronger monsters. It's kind of the same thing over and over. Um, but anyways, so we we beat, every episode we beat microtransactions to death, but I mean, dude, it's, it is serious, and I think the community's finally waking up. This is just the hot topic in the news. It is
1: so well. I think you bring up a good point to actually bring us into our next segment. So we don't beat beat the microtransactions to death this time too. Um, doing the whole fighting and leveling. That I think that leads us into Dragon's Quest right there pretty easily.
0: Yep. So Dragon's Quest NES. So it's actually called Dragon's Warrior in, in uh, America. Dragon Quest in Japan. So at this point in uh, nobody's ever heard of an RPG. And I was mm-hmm. talking to a, to a coach yesterday about it a little bit. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is out, so those type of, you know, RPGs where you just talk about what you're doing, um, have come yeah. out, and then you got, it's just a matter of time until the programmers get a hold of something similar and start programming the computers. So anyway, they're programming all these different computers and doing little modern RPGs with the, basically rolling and dice, random numbers, pseudo random or whatever, in computer codes. Uh, and, and whatever so those have been lost in history and there's a lot of what well, I think it was 70 uh, late 70s early early 80s is when you started seeing uh, it was late 70s when you started seeing some actual software come out with um, oh man I used to know the first one Ultima was the one
2: that everybody started catching on wizardry Zork was the original text-based oh yep. yeah <laughs> from big. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, also too, uh, don't uh, you know? Let's let's not sell short, uh, you know, the whole D and D because most people. I don't mean to you know, sell it
0: short either. I don't mean well. To, I'm, I, I'm just out. I'm
1: just saying just, instead of just rolling so fast through this, you know, given the yeah. history, you know, I was a big D and D player, so that's why I, that's why I like you know don't want to short it too much. But I mean, D and D was the opening to the video game thing. It was you know, depending on how you played it, either either was tabletop role playing or it was um, uh, mental imagery. Uh, mental in- imagery role playing. Sorry, getting a little getting a little ahead of myself in my head, trying to speak about it. Where basically you had dice that you rolled for your attacks, your hit hits, hit points, all that stuff. You know, it, it was di- it was a die based game. So it was the original random numbers system. And so yeah. now when you go into programming, they instituted that style of stuff, uh, that style and that idea into the uh, into the gaming and like uh, like coach was saying uh, Zork that, that game right there it actually was based in the background background of the programming was based on random numbers it was a random number generator as well
2: that's the first time I, just you know off the top of my head that people actually preceded computers. Because all, yeah. essentially all gaming is is a program oh, generating yeah. randomness. You swing mm-hmm. this sword, how much damage do you do? Because it's not going to be the same every time. And we you just used to do it by hand, and now mm-hmm. it's done for us. But that, that's pretty, uh, pretty ingenuitive on our part <laughs> back in the yeah. 70s. Yeah.
1: Well, people got lazy. They got tired of throwing them dice across the table, losing them and all that. They're like, how can we make this easier on ourselves? But
2: that natural 20 used to look so good. Oh, that natural (laughs) 20 looks so
1: good. When you see that 20 come up on that D20, you're like, ah! You know, but also too on the side, that natural one looked just as terrible.
2: Uh, You you chop your leg off. (laughs) Oh, God. I, I can't tell you how many times I've lost
1: limbs because of a natural one. I mean, it's just that or i end up throwing my sword in the back of somebody's head that's my buddy you
2: know we, just, we used to our, our dm used to be more than generous to us or we would just our party would die in the first adventure every time <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <Is that laughs> our dm boy? was very he generous liked, too he but thought it was supposed we, we to happen lucky. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but video games are, are unforgiving but they I, are
0: unforgiving. <laughs> one of the cool things, and I know that that coaches like this too, and you and you too, Clear, that uh, really is attractive to these role playing games for me is kind of what uh Gygax and Arneson did when they created D and D. They kind of took from, you know, where they were playing other games like tactics uh, tactics two and all these other board games where it's just moving around large armies, they decided to kind of focus in on each individual character. Mm-hmm. So, that would, that would comprise the army, right? So, uh, you know, that's where you start getting their individual. You know, of course, it just evolved. Uh, the characters did. But, you know, you got a warrior. Okay, what's his story? Where is he from? Okay, now you got a rogue. This guy's shady, whatever. You know, then you started getting into clerics and hybrids like paladins or... Uh, stuff like that so that and what, what abilities do they bring in the fight not just their personality but different abilities mm-hmm. so that that's kind of where that D&D came from and uh, it's such a great uh, thing I love the characterization of these things that's kind of part of my RPG well I'm such a fan of them is because you can you know you kind of want to feel like you kind of beat the system oh, I'm going to tweak this guy's strength or his dexterity or whatever to, yeah. to, for my play style and then go in there and handle it but see how, how easy it is to talk about these things these days we'd never heard of this when a uh, dragon warrior came out right mm-hmm. uh, nobody knew what it was and so um it came out in 1986
1: may 27th 1986 in japan <clears throat> in japan when did it come out in um it came when? out in uh, 89 in north america i don't have the exact yeah. date but it was 89 in north america okay yeah
0: came out in 89 so um at this point, you know, and I and I remember getting the game. Okay, so before, so they had to simplify, it and it was ne- it started picking up in Japan, uh, Dragon Quest, and say, hey, we need to bring this to America. They know know nothing about it. So, again, me and Coach are talking about this, and we've mentioned this on a podcast before, and I actually posted it on the Facebook side, but I remember it. I got it for Christmas. My mother. And father had hit it when it came in the mail, you know, because they just went and got the mail. You just trust, you know, you don't, you know, you go get your mail now like it's nothing. But they, you know, you had to go through the parents back in the day. When the new, if it was around Christmas, I got nothing in the mail (laughs) all of a sudden, because it's going to be wrapped up and be sent like it's a present that they went and picked out. But, uh, and it wasn't until I got this game, Dragon Warrior. What is this? What is this game? It's a yellow box, you know. Then reading through Nintendo Power that they had with it, you start seeing that hey, this was included. Nintendo Power sent out. That was the way to get Americans into it was we're going to send it out for free with Nintendo Power. We're going to include strategy guides. We're include maps. maps. They had a little card and uh, to try to explain this thing to you how this works. But I mean, I'm just like you guys did, and I'll let you guys tell your experience of it. But when you pop the game in, you're like, what is going on with this text? And it's just like. You know, if this is not an, you know, what's, I had no idea what's going on. You walk outside, you get killed, and you just do it again. Yeah. You walk outside, you get killed, and you're like, what is going on? You ended up shelving the game for a while, for probably a year or so, to you start reading about it, and you go, oh, wait a
1: minute. This is how this game works. And then you start playing it, and that's when I got into it and loved it. So something really interesting about the game, that I'm as I'm reading uh, some of the articles about it is, is it's actually one of the first games that's a battery-backed RAM save game system. So most of the games, like with uh, Mega Man, you know, for you to save the game, you get to the end of the board, you get a password to put in the next time you play so you can start up there. Well, in Japan, that's how uh, Dragon Quest was. You had your password save system, so you get the password, you put it in, and that's where you could go to that point in the game. This was one of the first that actually saved the game at those specific points on the cartridge. So now you have it saved on the cartridge, you plug it back in, you can actually start where you were left off like that. Well, without you, having
0: can't, you, always, in. you always start at the king, but,
1: but Zelda came out in 86. It had a back, battery backup. Did it have a battery backup? Yeah. That, I,
2: That's I, the do, only do, thing. Doing all my research for this podcast, that never even crossed my mind, but that is like a landmark moment in gaming was saving because you could mm-hmm. save then go do something crazy and yeah. if it didn't work out you could do it again yep. you know and mm-hmm. and i think people abuse that mechanic but but that is a great point you bring up that that changed Cause, that changed everything because in D you die you're dead that's it yeah
0: well you know up to this point they're playing in up to mid-80s you know arcades are real popular and stuff so they're playing um you know they're playing to to suck quarters out of the players. They're killing them, and you know you're just there for whatever thirty minutes, an hour, two hours, and you're going home. But now when you're at home, you got you know you want more in depth experiences because you can experience you can play whenever you want to, and that's kind of what Zelda brought. But I mean, yeah, the, the but that's a good point too. Uh, clear that the Japanese version did have a uh, password system, and they wanted to simplify it for Americans, and added that added that uh, save feature.
2: But that that does uh, bring cheating into the equation. Like Mike Tyson's punch-out, everybody went straight to Tyson by the password. To yeah. actually, you know, play through the game and get there is a different story.
0: But see, back then, too, you put that password in, and you don't, you didn't get enough to get there, you're knocked out before. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you don't know what to expect. And he hits you one time, you're done. And it's just, you know... So those games, too, you know, you had to get a certain skill level, too. I mean, it was like we talked about before. There's nothing back in the day to buy a Nintendo game, and you don't get to play it all because you can't get past whatever, you know. <laughs> just stop. And you just thought, yep, eh, I'm at level four. That's my <laughs> claim to fame. <laughs> you nice know, well, I got past Soda Pop Sawinski. <laughs> well, I, can't, well, I can't get past now, <laughs> you know. I, I I got to Tyson. I, I've never finished that game. I never beat Tyson. I've gone, I've gone the distance with him, but he always mm-hmm. wins in the uh, – in the in the end, the decision. Oh, if,
1: it go, if it goes to decision, he's gonna win.
0: Uh, sometimes people win, but I've seen people they knock him out to TKO I've seen and
1: knockouts. I've seen TKOs and I've seen straight up knockouts of them There 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 are some out there there are some uh, videos out there of where people actually knocked out Tyson. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's pretty impressive there. I
2: could beat Tyson but I couldn't beat Super Macho Man. Oh, it's had to put the, the password. Oh the gosh, pass- yeah he was the a tough in. one just skip him.
0: <laughs> get to get to Macho Man in this reset and put the password in. <laughs> Third ball bull. <laughs> yeah but um but anyway so so what did you when you first got it i remember you said something about it uh coach you first what did you because you were talking about it to me the other day did you do the same
2: thing yeah i i did exactly what you said I, i i remember the other night i knew i had maps because i was watching the playthrough on youtube and i remembered those dungeons And how hard they were. All you could see was, like, a square around you and a black screen, unless you used a torch or whatever. And I remember the map had the entire dungeon there, so all you had to do was, you know, keep, you know, aware of where you were by square, and you could move around. And I couldn't, because I knew I didn't draw them, and the internet was... In its infancy back then, so I know I didn't get them on the internet, but they came with that offer you mentioned from Nintendo Power. They pretty much mailed you a map of the game and all the dungeons, which in a way trivialized it other than the the random aspect of it. But like you said, I started playing, get killed, get killed, get killed, respawn at the beginning. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And this is coming off of, you know, Mario, like side scrolling, like... You you die, but eventually you can beat it because it's obvious what you have to do. You have to jump this span. You have to, you know, not get killed by this Koopa. But Dragon Warrior, <laughs> yeah. you had no idea what you were supposed to do, and right. um, I just it's like I can't I can't tell I can't do this. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to playing my easy games, and <laughs> yeah, um, <that's> a- <laughs> it, it just it sat around, and I, I want to say I want to say I read. Um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons books. What was the name of that? Uh, um, crap. It was the the Dragonlance Chronicles. Oh yes, yes.
1: that was a good set of books. Got, set it of books. got
2: me like back into the genre. Like I wanted to, I, I wanted to make it happen. I wanted to figure it out, and eventually I got it. And that to me, all role playing games. When you get to the point to where you can just kill the same stuff over and over and over until you level up to progress. It's a, a starting point, you know, like you got 30 minutes before school. Okay, well I'm going to go out here and I'm going to kill slimes over and over and over <laughs> and get some, get some gold. I'm going to get some experience. And then when I come home from school today, I'll be more powerful, be able to buy new equipment. And, and that was the, that was the part of the game that, cause you didn't level up in Mario. You didn't level up in Zelda. You were yourself. You have to mm-hmm. beat the whole game with this same dude. And Dragon yeah. Warrior, you just you became more and more powerful until the end you could one shot the enemies A that were killing you or anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so my first experience with this was, you know, both of the, both of these guys they played it, you know, before uh, I came around. I didn't actually meet Hollywood until late uh, 89, early 90. That's when we met, because I didn't actually move to the area where we grew up at until August of 89. And so I hadn't heard of Dragon Warrior at this point. I didn't know about it. And Hollywood had it, and he actually let me borrow it. And how am I remembering this, I have no idea, because I really thought that these brain cells that that housed this information were killed long ago. But... Uh, I remember it and I remember getting the game and like saying, how do you play this game? Because it's, you know, it was such a new thing, new concept to me. And he's like, oh, well, check this out. You know, you kill these slimes, you go this way and you can find this other bigger thing to kill. Go try to kill it. Little did I know that that was like, he he knew how to get to the last big boss dragon. There was a was like a nasty dragon in this one little cave that you walked out of. And I go there, and there's this nasty dragon, and he one hit kills me every time. And I'm like a little level two or three trying to do this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a terrible game. Why did you do this to me? He's like, no, 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 you do all this other stuff instead. And so that was my experience, my first experience with it. And I thought it was funny because I remember the first time playing it, I got so frustrated that I put it down and took it over to his house and said, I can't play this anymore. But then he was like, no, 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 I'm messing with you. Here's here's how you really do it. So that was one of the little things I told
0: you. You gotta go get that bamboo stick. (laughs) that's that's, the, <laughs> that's something like powerful that. weapon something <laughs> like that was beating it, it, slimes with
1: it yeah it was something like that so it was pretty wild
2: hearing that uh dragon warrior music on that uh youtube video was epic you might as well get just gave me a shot of nostalgia straight into the vein <laughs> yeah
0: it's <was laughs> awesome i couldn't get mine to work i tried to play it i think the battery packs out sometimes that'll mess up the game yeah
2: i've been but not- uh been that way with all games like Mega Man music, Metroid music, Mario. That, da, na, 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 you know, look up that, uh, all that stuff, man. Have you heard Super Guitar Bros
0: on YouTube? Uh-uh. look up Super Guitar Bros. There's two dudes that play acoustics to to Castlevania uh-uh. music, to, dude. It is awesome. I mean, if I, if you are in a bad mood or something, just just upset over something, just put that in there it's just so relaxed they want to watch it now I haven't seen it in a long time maybe they got some new ones out they do Ninja Gaiden they do Sonic uh, they started they used to do medleys for the games and then now they do like the last ones they do like a couple of songs or one song and it's like uh. but anyway yeah, the Castlevania one's real good but uh, anyway Dragon Warrior back to Dragon Warrior uh, 1 like we said 89 89 so, so then Dragon Warrior 2 comes out That's a direct sequel to Dragon Warrior 1. There's four total uh, on NES. And Dragon Warrior 3 was actually is a prequel to Dragon Warrior. So this, it actually goes Dragon Warrior 3, Dragon Warrior, and then Dragon Warrior 2. Dragon Warrior 4 came out late into the lifestyle. I think it was like 94 or something late into the uh, lifespan of the NES. It's worth a, lot of, worth a lot of money for a video game or an NES game, 60 bucks or so, uh, because nobody picked it up. Anything that's late in the life cycle is usually more expensive because nobody has it. But uh, it has nothing to do with any of the stories. It's just a uh, they had several different characters that you just kind of switch stories between.
2: I listened to y'all's podcast the other night when you were talking about Zelda, how Zelda 2 took a perfect game and essentially ruined it by changing the format. That, yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior 2 was just pretty much new content on the same platform. And, right. and I don't remember it as vividly as I do the first one. I could probably go watch the video on YouTube and remember it, but that—that's—that's that's what I think is missing in video games these days. If you got a format that works, yeah, though, just just leave, just leave it alone. Like make a new Call of Duty. Don't change the game. <laughs> just make yeah. make it be in a different setting. You know, a different story. <laughs> yeah.
0: And people not space.
2: I I, I, mm-hmm. I think people just lack the creative ability to do that anymore they want to throw more graphics at you they want to throw more kill streaks at you they don't want to throw more content at you
0: yeah but so the story is uh let me uh try to try to remember this here that um the kingdom of alfgard so it was a. Uh, it's just a kingdom everybody was living happy or whatever and they had the ball of light that kind of just keep keep everybody happy and it flourished the, this kingdom flourished and whatever the case one guy uh shunned that ball of light and he was he wandered away so he lived in these caves so one day he was kind of just searching the caves found a dragon and the dragon he thought the dragon was going to eat him with well, a dragon like kneeled to him kneeled down to him so uh, he started having power of that dragon. Turns out that guy is a dragon. He's the dragon lord, and so he eventually goes and steals the ball of light and runs off. So now we're talking about Dragon Warrior, um, Dragon Warrior 3, where Erd- Erdrick, who's the hero, um, goes out there and tries to, to find the dragon lord. Uh, since they t- he took the ball of light, there starts to be uh, monsters populating the kingdom. Erdrick tries to go tries to go kill him. Never does, but finds out where he lives and also writes a a uh, couple of hints or whatever. It's just in a tablet, stone tablets or whatever for whoever to come upon and find it and kill the Dragon Warrior. Here's what you're gonna need and so on and so forth. So that's when we start off with Dragon Warrior 1 that we are just talking about with your, un- with your hero. Now, this is funny, you name your own hero. Everybody remembers mm-hmm. that. But you know what's unique about that? I didn't know this until I started researching
2: this. You could Depending name on it after what you- the game. What? You could name it after the game, like you could name it Enix or something, and it would give you special powers. But you know, of course, back then you had to just guess at that. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, nobody I mean, could look I didn't know them. you
0: could name it Enix. Yeah. But you can, but I mean, of course, I you know you can name it. But yeah, that's what. Whatever you name it, depending on the characters that you pick, changes your stats at the start. Oh,
2: I, mean, I wow. didn't. I didn't know that.
0: So, um <laughs> but uh yeah. So uh, I read that. That's pretty cool. And so anyway, you, you pick your guy, and uh, you go talk to the king. He tells you, like three chests in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the top of my head. It's a it's gold. I believe it's hundred gold. I don't know. Maybe 120. And it, uh, the copper sword was 180. So you couldn't get the copper sword. You got a club which was 60, uh, and you got some. You could either bit, You could either buy either leather armor or clothes and a shield. And you always got the shield. There's only three shields in the game. Uh, but anyway you go to the town of Breconary to get that stuff and so
2: can I stop and, you for a second yeah did you name your character Marcus no
0: <laughs> I named him I think I named him uh, what did I I know I named him like Erdrick at one time because I was like that's the guy you know I didn't know the story mm-hmm. I was just reading the strategy guide and I'm like keep seeing his name I said
2: oh that's my guy apparently that's the hero I did, I named my character Mitch just because back, back then <laughs> I had I don't think I had a creative bone in my body <laughs> and even now, like games, I'll name myself something, you know, Elvis or, or you know, fantasy oriented. But yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I, that just popped in my mind. No, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't remember. I actually have no idea what I named him. Um, I know I named him er- Erdrick, but I don't remember. I don't think I've ever named him Marcus. But that,
2: that was the first game where, like, you, you were the game. It's not Mega yeah. Man. It's not Mario. It's not Metroid yeah. or Rygar, It's it's you're the person that the p- game is talking to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. M- Mitch, art thou
0: tired? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so, w- one interesting thing about this game too, is there's really no, not a whole lot of guidance, which we kind of realize. That's why they sent the strategy mm-hmm. guide. But what I what I mean is, it's like kill dragon. Lord, that's your quest. That's, and that's the whole, so that's like getting, you know, Witcher 3, and then it just says kill, you know, the final guy. <laughs> you know, like, okay, what, what do I need to do? And you go on a little a merry adventure, but, you know, this game, uh, you know, it, you, you uh, so you go to Breconary and get your, your gear, and then there's a little, you get a, um, you go into this little cave in the desert right off about the northwest of the castle, and there's no point in going in there other than to get the chest that has uh, Erdrick's tablet and just tells you what you're going to need. you know the raindrop uh, you know you need to need a uh, token I don't think it says that, but it's uh, the raindrop, the sunstone, you know stuff like that to make the bridge mm-hmm. but uh, so you're just wandering around gaining levels so you, and there was no barrier. you could walk straight to Dragon Lord. Uh, theoretically, right? But, you know, the barrier was the enemies. You would get killed if you tried to, if you weren't powerful enough. So that was the uh, invisible wall to keep you where you needed to be.
1: Well, you know, before we get too far there, just because I saw the plot, you know how we were talking about the plot was real simple. And the in this article that I'm reading, the plot basically is written in one line. It says, Dragon Wars plot is a simplistic medieval. Rescue the princess, slay the dragon king, and get the Orbalite story. That's yep. the entire plot of it yep and so that's, that's what you're given and that's it
0: yep and so that's
2: what no waypoints no minimap <laughs> no, not, <laughs> yeah. that's it zones. no zones <laughs> you, you see but you you know so
0: that's where you know erdrick that, that, there was a uh, prophet or something that said hey the the descendant of erdrick is going to slay the dragon lord you know and but even at this point everybody was like oh, erdrick didn't even exist and blah 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 all the townspeople didn't even care it's, that's just we don't believe in all that it had been so long, but, um, but anyway, so that's what he does. He goes and he just, you know, slays the dragon warrior, which we'll talk about, or the dragon Lord and everything. And then, uh, he, uh, he, the King says, you know, well, I'll give you my kingdom. And he says, no, I'll go find my own kingdom. And so that's where dragon warrior
2: two starts off.
0: <laughs> you mm-hmm. find your own kingdom.
2: But, uh, it was interesting how you could, and I, I'd forgotten about it till I watched that, uh, YouTube video, but, Everybody in the game had something to contribute. Like there was a few people that just say, I have nothing to say to you, but almost everybody had information mm-hmm. relative relevant to the story. Right. And now nowadays and you just click through dialogue because it doesn't really mean anything.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's really unique because it's like most games, especially nowadays, like you're saying there, you've gotta play when you play it, you walk up to somebody. Everybody has something to say, whether it's relevant to you or not. They might say, "Oh, the sun is shining brightly today," and all this random gibberish. Whereas in Dragon Warrior, they're like, "Yeah, we got nothing to say to you." It's like that guy on on.
0: Zelda too, where you walk into his house and he just says, "I am error." And, and <laughs> like that, you just they just wasted all that programming
2: and what like what? There's no point in it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody figures it. Out. Just like what do you do? But some of the people in Dragon Warrior, they would be like go to this fountain, walk four steps south, three steps east, you yeah. will find such and such. And that was crucial to completing the game. Mm-hmm. You had to do it. So that was like the first time I think I ever took notes playing a game.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so it's real, very primitive. It's uh, five, there's five dungeons, five towns, you know, that. that's it, you know. And it's just a... Uh, that's just so primitive in today's standard. And and a lot of people were kind of talking about, even back then, that there's no replay value because you had to do everything in the game to finish the game. Mm -hmm. But man, I've replayed it several times, uh, tried to get to level 30, but anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead. I'll talk about that in a minute, the story. But, uh, so this introduced, you know, HP. So hit points, MP, Mm -hmm. magic points. Uh, and I believe it had the strength, uh, did it have dexterity?
2: I don't remember the specific stats, but that was the first I time it, I ever remember. Hang on, I got to... Wisdom, intelligence, you know, it, the different aspects of, of... Yeah. you don't. Nobody you're, knows, you're, knows what Mario's intelligence was or his strength. Yes, you can It didn't matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually in your screen, what you would see, this is a, This is actually in the fight screen, your stats were your uh, level, your hit point, your uh, magic points... Your guild and your experience, and then of course you had the command, uh, the command screen of fight, run, spell, or item, and it says a, draw, a slime draws near. Command, and so what do you want your character to do? And it was very literal. What do you want to do? So
0: yeah, but there's a, if you go to there's a status you can click. Okay, yeah, no, it had. Uh, nah, I don't think that's it. That's not it. The hero
1: status it. window is shown whenever he stops moving. Displays current experience that level. The amount of hit points, magic points, and experience, gold, yeah. and experience points. If you
0: if you click the command, it's got talk. If you click the command, it's got talk, spell, status, item, um, equip, door, and all that blah blah blah. But if you go to the status part right there, it will pull up something. And I'm just trying to find it. I can't find it. It'll tell you exactly what it would display because it gave you a, you know, how much you hit for, but it also your critical chance. Uh, I think that was, I don't know if it was dexterity or whatever, but whatever. It introduced that kind of stuff.
1: You're, you're, you level up as you, you get those stats improved to do better. Well, it gave you your basic statistics like like, like you had in uh, D&D. Because D&D had that same stat style as well, where you had uh, all your, your strength, your dexterity, your... Constitution, wisdom, of
2: them. intelligence, and go. charisma.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, that tells you how well you can do different things. Throughout all those,
2: yeah. Determ- determines the dice you roll. Which in the game, it's just it's doing essentially the same stuff behind the scenes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, but um, but yeah, so a lot of the uh, the uh, items that you get are just, you know, they didn't really, you know, th- I want to see if I can name all the the weapons. So the first one was a bamboo, then it was a, the club, then you move it to the copper sword, then a battle axe, bra- uh, broad sword, flame sword, and erdrick swords. There's seven. And um, you know, you could you could save gold. There's not there's nothing to keep you from saving gold to just go get the the battle axe or whatever before you you don't have to acquire them in that order. You know, some of them you can't find, like Erdrick's sword you had to find. Same way for his armor. Uh, they gave you different abilities to where you can walk, and you would heal as you walk. Magic armor did the same thing. Walk through that poison. The poison, Erdrick's armor, would let you walk through the poison. And the silver shield, it's like you said, the fairy fountain where you had to walk, go to a town. You see the one fountain walk down, four steps, search, and you're going to find the uh, fairy flute that serves one purpose to kill the golem out front of the town that you buy the silver shield. So, but this stuff was fascinating back then.
2: Did you remember that, that golem? Because the, the town was surrounded by a wall yeah. and there was one space you could walk through Yeah, and, and you're like, <laughs> and you you're like I'm, I'm here. I'm here <laughs> I mean, in that space, <laughs> was that, that sand golem and yeah, yeah. somebody who's never played an RPG before. How would you even fathom? You have to put him to sleep with an item in your inventory yeah exactly
0: and he just beats Sony. it's the only golem in the whole game uh you got stone men and gold men but a stone, there are stone golems in that last dungeon but that's the only golem like that that you put to sleep there's, oh, there's yeah. unique yeah. enemies like that yeah that mm-hmm. one uh i think that's the only one let me see if that's the only one that's the only unique enemy
1: They stole the whole Mega Man idea, using the right weapon to kill, to to beat him the right way. There's that
2: one, the one guy that, uh, where you get Eldrick's armor, you know, you walk onto that square, and it's an Axe Knight, knight, but is that the only Axe Knight in the game?
0: No, there's other Axe Knights in the game. okay. Axe Knights were like, after that guy, because you wanted to get there early uh, to get that armor, and and if you got lucky, I mean, you could get in there, and I just tried it over and over, Um, it's like you said, though, you had to save at the king. And so, if you went in there and died, you got to walk all the way back because that was not a—that uh, was a long walk. But if you got lucky and started beating on him or ch- put him to sleep, or he tries to, ca- or you stop spell him, or he's just trying to stop spell you—is what he tried to do all the time.
2: What What was and the terminology could, for a critical hit? Uh, you perform an excellent strike, or strike something. or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. like, like you would go from hitting for ten to hitting for forty six, and it, yeah. it's totally random, but. You could, yeah, you could, if you, you could hit steal, the axe knight. You could steal a win.
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And it would. You, you push it, and then it goes, it goes, and then it goes, <laughs> but if you do a critical strike, it goes, whoosh, 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 like he, he sliced it. like a. I just see him doing an X. Whoosh,
2: whoosh, Hollywood, why don't you then, tell us your story about uh, your encounter with the axe knight <laughs> when we were in junior college?
0: <laughs> I'll tell it. Let me, let me find the name of that beast that I was trying to fight uh let's see dragon because i tried it it's, you got to know what enemy it is that's part of the thing. <laughs> i could i could have sworn it was that i know exactly what he looks like it's not the axe knight it's the red version because <laughs> it was just the, it was just the same enemy redrawn sprite except for it had a shield <laughs> <laughs> but it was way more uh you know it's way tougher let's see knights i got everything here armored knight that's what he was. Armored Knight. And dude, these things... So, I'm going to see what the description says on this website. This is on Strategy Wiki. Fighting him can be like attacking a tank with a toothpick. (laughs) Powerful powerful armor, attack, and magic found in Dragonlord Castle's lowest depths. So, one unique thing about this game is you cannot... There's no items to restore your MP. The only way you can restore MP, your magic, is to uh, sleep... And in an inn, or there's one guy in the castle, the the king's castle, that will restore it for you. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go kill a dragon. Where I was sitting by myself at Jones in the dorm, <laughs> and I'd got my brand new, no one not brand new, of course, was a Nintendo. And that, even then, that was a ninety nine two thousand. <clears throat> so Nintendo had been out over a decade, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's like playing a PlayStation two or something. I guess maybe a PlayStation. And, uh, and so we, <laughs> I was trying to get to the dragon warrior and uh, I was a little hot headed back then and, um, got to it with my full MP and I got to the axe knight and the axe, or it's not axe knight, the, the armor knight. So you have to chant stop spell on this guy cause he'll just heal and you can't beat him. He'll heal more and just keep. Healing. So every time you use stop spell, you so you're into your
2: MP and you can't refresh it. And you only hit him for like three or four every time. <laughs> four, well, you hit it for a damage. decent, but
0: but it has so much. Let me say, guess how much HP it has. This was high too back in the day.
2: Uh, he had to have at least close to a hundred. Yeah, he had ninety. That's had that, 90 that's HP. a lot when you're hitting for four. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you hit for you hit for more than four. You hit him for twenty or so. It took about four swings. But every time after that third swing, he would just heal. So I'm trying to chance stop spell on this guy. Because if I you know, if I don't, I'm gonna be here forever and, and I'm using all my heal. So you got you have no choice. You're gonna use MP on heal or stop spell once, which talks like two MP. And you just hope you don't run into him. That's all it that ultimately boils down to, because you need all your MP for the dragon lord. <clears throat> well, I run into him in it and it's, and they didn't they did not play it wasn't like every time you chant stop spell we're going to make you have a better chance for it. sometimes it didn't work spells just didn't work sometimes i kept chanting stop spell on it, it said the spell does not work and i was like oh man i got to do it again the spell does not work the spell does not work and the game will sit you there all day if you just happen to roll the bad the bad roll of the dice to where you just keep doing that and i said in my head, I said, "You stupid game!" And you say, "Stop spell again!" And I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash you! And, it, and I chanted, "Stop spell!" And I remember it. It said, "The spell does not work." And I grabbed, I just snapped, man! And I grabbed the controller's cord like a morning star and started swinging it. I was like, this. I had to build up some momentum. And then, I, and then when I had it right, I came down right on and I dude, I hit it perfect too. You'd think I'd a brave heart or something. Come down. <laughs> no! and it just gashed the top of the Nintendo. I was so mad. And, it and uh <laughs> <I> sh- <laughs> and it made a gash in top of the Nintendo and it started blinking. <laughs> it started doing the green screen blink. But uh oh man. Yeah I was so furious. It's like and uh that was my that was my mentality back in the day when I was that kind of guy. I mean, it's just like, you know, if you're not going to work, I don't care if you work anymore.
2: You know, because <laughs> it don't matter. matter. I feel bad, and uh, I feel bad about it afterwards. But at the time, <laughs> the Nintendo it controller like- was yeah, that was
0: the thing to do. <laughs> and uh, and so it still worked. I don't even know where that Nintendo's is. Obviously gone now, but you could still put a game on the top of the old the game that's in there, and it would have worked. I, it's probably <laughs> I bought
2: off of eBay a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, I got one. I got two. I got the top loader and the uh, and the front loader, and then I got a, that USB retro USB I was talking
2: about. The guy I bought it from, it said uh, in the description, he said, may require second Nintendo tape to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody that ever had one knows, you know, that that doesn't mean it's defective. It just means <laughs> you might have to wedge it down.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and say, you know, why did they stop working? Well, one of the things was the lockout chip they had. Um, excuse me. <coughs> oh, man, give me a second. Yeah, one of the things was the lockout chip that Nintendo did. So they basically had a, this is a whole other podcast too, but they basically had a monopoly. I was going to say,
1: yeah, I was gonna say let's, let's try not to go too deep in this. Well, the I'm net, not going to so go too for deep a pod, for a podcast later.
0: Yeah, but it had a lockout chip on it. So the game had to match, you know, the game Nintendo produced the carts too. So they had to have code in there that matched the uh, the Nintendo for it to, to sync up. Well, it didn't really work as, it worked as planned. Cause it kept pirating down in you know, non-existent. Besides Tengen, who went a dirty way to get it done. But anyway, uh, you know, so that if it didn't match up, it would start blinking. That's what that meant. But a lot of times the games won't work now because when you had to do that front loader, like we talked about, like our first podcast is why it was, they did a front loader instead of a top loader to make it look like a VCR. It's an entertainment system, not a video game system. So it was sale back then after the video game crash. When you put that in there and push down, it starts bending those connectors in there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. So a lot of guys will go in there and they'll put the new 52 pin chip. And a lot of times you'll go on to eBay and it'll say, "Hey, it's got a new chip, you know, pin pin chip in there, make it work for at least another few months before it gets bent again." <laughs> but the top loader, the top loader, don't have that. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, that's that's kind of cool info. But uh, but this game. Dragon Warrior, you know, like we were talking about HP, XP, experience points and and gold and all this kind of stuff. Whatever you got to do to get you guys built up stronger was a brand new concept. And but once it hit, it started to to catch on a little bit. At least a, you know, for a big sales back then. Do you know how many it sold? I don't know.
1: Well, actually, uh, when it first hit here, it actually did not do very well. Yeah. Well, not uh, it bad, it actually all for um, free.
2: The Nintendo Power was where everybody, <laughs> everybody had it, everybody got it, and they probably didn't factor that into sales.
1: Yeah, they were. Uh, uh, let me look. I saw I had it a minute ago. How, how well it did. But yeah, you come back. to You tell me when you find it.
0: But I'm just saying what I'm. When people understood how this worked, it still caught on uh, a little bit. It would never RPGs never got popular until really mainstream. Uh, it's tough because you got Chrono Trigger. Huh? Elder
2: Scrolls is probably when
0: No I'm talking Final Fantasy VII I, yeah. is really when it hit hard but but uh but people you know everybody that loves RPGs and a retro gamer you're going to have Final Fantasy 3 and Chrono Trigger as the two top of the list almost
2: with every single person our age uh, but you know how crazy that mechanic is think about the fact that in Metal Gear Solid 5 you gain experience You know, Uh, it, 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 it left the fantasy realm in sports games. You gain experience, your, your pitcher levels up, your running back levels up. Just this, (laughs) this whole concept is, it just proliferated throughout the entire gaming world. You can, you can extend the, the life of your game by allowing the characters to change. If you yeah, have,
0: you can develop the character the way you want to.
2: Right. It gives you a sense of ownership
0: and and replayability. Absolutely. And so, like the uh, but a role RPG stands for role playing game. So a lot of people, well, like you said, it kind of is bled over into sports and this kind of stuff. But a lot of people would just think, if you know, not a real hardcore gamer, if it has swords in it, man, it's a that's an RPG. If it has swords and shields, right. A lot of people will call Zelda an RPG, which I do not consider Zelda an RPG. Zelda...
2: Adventure game. You're going to, huh? Adventure game.
0: Yeah, it's an adventure game. But, you know, you get uh, you get your weapons and stuff. And you you know, you use that against the... And whatever whatever weapon you find in the dungeon, you're going to use on the boss. I mean, it, that's the only way to, mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, you can get him with your, your sword sometimes, but most of the time, you know, you're going to use it against the boss. Uh... There's really no way to develop Link any other yeah, way. Yeah,
2: you're not, you're not Link, which by definition makes it not a role-playing game.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they, so role-playing, you know, you get to choose the path, choose how to develop your character. The exception may be Breath of the Wild, and I'm just thinking out loud here. Did you play Breath of the Wild?
2: I didn't. Man. Uh, I haven't played it. I haven't played a Nintendo system since 64. Uh,
0: well... Breath of the Wild, that that game. I mean, you, I'll tell you right now, you are missing out in life, and especially as a video gamer, if you do not play Breath of the Wild. I'm telling what you. What
2: system was that on?
0: They got it on. I got it on Wii U, but they have it for the Switch, and there's really not a whole lot of difference. And I didn't really care to get the Switch for it because it was actually developed for the Wii U. But everybody knew, like, hey, they're going to hold off and put it on the Switch. My girlfriend's
2: got a Wii. I might. I might get it. A Wii U. I'm not sure is it got the gamepad that you look at the screen. It's got the the controllers that you can like bowl and play tennis with. No, that's, that's just a the regular
1: Wii. Wii. Yeah, that's a regular Wii. Okay, so here's here's a little more about uh, uh about uh Dragon Warrior and everything. In June of 89, it was speculated to be uh the uh, North America's biggest hit for that Christmas and he based it on uh the uh, game, electronic uh electronic gaming monthly's quarterman. As that was one of the guys writing article in Electronic Gaming Monthly, if y'all remember that magazine. Yes, sir. Uh, he actually he actually speculated that it was going to be the big seller for North America after seeing Dragon Quest uh, 3 sales in Japan. Well, it didn't do that hot, and late 1990 is when Nintendo Power gave free copies of Dragon Warriors to subscribers because they just wanted to get rid of the cartridges. They couldn't sell this game at all. They wanted to get rid of it, so they just gave it away there. The inter- interesting fact about this is, when if you got the if you got it with Nintendo Power, you got a 64-page Explorer's Handbook that has a full walkthrough of the game. It gives you the additional backstory not uh, not mentioned in the original instruction booklet. I mean, it gives you all this stuff that they gave you for free because they just want to get rid of the cartridges. Um, at the time they gave it away, the cartridge was actually worth fifty dollars at retail, and the magazine subscription fee. Was only twenty dollars at the time. So to violated. get you the subscri- to get the <laughs> to get to get the subscription, you paid twenty dollars to have it for an entire year. So basically, you got the game for free. And after this giveaway, it attracted nearly five hundred thousand new magazine subscribers. And so many many of them renewed just to get the game. So that's where that's when uh, Dragon Warrior actually finally had success. I don't have how many copies were actually sold, but you're looking around. 500,000 copies were just given away for free with Nintendo power. And that's where it actually started growing in popularity is from Nintendo power.
0: Yeah, it's, it's real cheap. I actually bought the, uh, I got that exact start adventures guide you're talking about. And they had also had another, uh, more, uh, detailed as far as the art goes, uh, book inside Nintendo power. And I wish I'd have got, it. I got it, uh, off in the back room there, but, um, it's, it really, the art style looks amazing on it. It drew all the swords out with all the detail and stuff like that, and it actually came in there too. I got, got two of them. Yeah. One of them's in like pristine condition.
1: Well, Nintendo Power actually gave uh, three feature articles on Dragon Warrior uh, for issues between May and October of 89, trying to build the hype for the game. This was their hype machine. And the November-December uh, 89 issue includes a strategy guide. So there was a small strategy guide that you d- could get for the game you know, around that time. And then uh, the March-April 90 issue of Nintendo Power has the map of the game world, the one that you were speaking of earlier, that covered the uh, all the, the map of the world and all the dungeons and everything. Yeah.
0: Um, let me show you. This is the one I'm talking about right here. Do you remember this one? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that was the one that I, I really... Because
1: it had the uh, awesome art to it and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's That'd the strategy sure. guide that came out. Uh, that was the strategy guide that came out in which one, the November December issue.
0: Yeah, that's that was a really good one. Um,
2: I remember that see. map. That map there. I just don't, I don't see how you could navigate that game without a map.
1: Yeah, it was tough.
2: So it was very uh, overwhelming at the time because all we had played up until that point was side mm-hmm. scrollers where it's impossible to get lost.
1: Yeah. Well, well, guys, I'm gonna have to start wrapping this up soon because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm need to get on the road here shortly. All right, uh, let me just talk about uh, Zelda uh,
0: real quick with the uh, with the first time I saw that because it's kind of the same type of thing because everybody had the extra men and all this. Well, Dragon Warrior technically didn't have one; you just had one guy, and if he dies, then he's gonna you you lose half your gold or whatever the case. Um, but dude, if you need to go, man, just. You can go. We'll just we'll wrap it up. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm fixed. yeah, I'm fixed to have to bail out. Okay, so, okay. All right, cool. I'm gonna stop recording on my side. All right.
2: Good to all see right. you, man. Take care. All right, you too, man.
0: <clears throat> but uh, so I was over at uh, Dre's house, and he had uh, he's you know, we don't see, his first place I saw a Nintendo. He, <laughs> had his, uh, he, he had his he uh, had his map out on the ground for Zelda. And I went over there and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is this going on? You know, what is he doing?" And his mom started talking. He's like, "Mom, quit talking. (laughs) You only get one life on this game, or and if you die, you lose. It's over." And I was like, (gasps) "You know, oh my, this is like a real adventure." But uh, you know, of course, nobody knew about saving, but uh, how to even do it. But it's just you know stuff you take for granted. Now it's just become staples in video games. I I
2: remember Dre was the. He was the Nintendo Power person. Everybody, everybody would would seek out uh, his counsel once a month when that issue came in <laughs> to, see if, <laughs> to see if it, it m- might have the game you were playing at the time.
0: <laughs> like he said, every every because Nintendo Power was every two months at first.
2: It's just hard to believe it, how. I don't know if we were that broke, or we just didn't have access to the stuff we do now. Like the internet has spoiled us so much but but back then it yeah, was you just you didn't
0: have access. And you just had no choice but to you know, when we were kids, right? So you didn't have sixty dollars laying around to go buy a new game as soon as something got hard or a new game hit, right? So you are gonna play that game over and over and over. It's the only game you got. Yeah. Or one of the few that you got and so you might get two games a year or something. And then uh so you learn how to do it and plus you shared what you knew with each other and um yeah, that was a, that was a cool thing. But, uh, and you just going to visit somebody's house, one of your friends' house, and you, say, oh, I got my Nintendo, yeah, you got Nintendo, cool, and they pull out their games, and you're just like, you know, you look at their, the, the cartridge, the uh, the art, the box art, or whatever, and you're just like, oh, let's, let's play this one, you
2: know, and you, that's how you learned about new stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember, uh, Josh was the only person I ever knew that had a TurboGrafx-16, and I used to love oh, watching him play Slaughterhouse, um yeah that was like a slaughterhouse and i think uh bonk the guy the guy with the big yeah. big head the caveman
0: yeah that was the mascot for it it,
2: it was very shortly up, but I, I just things like that just stand out in my mind from uh when i was a kid yeah that's 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 kind of how you know you got that that one character that dies no extra men
0: or whatever and that that kind of throws you off for if you're not used to that with zelda but zelda was the first one that kind of did that but i remember we you know i type my name in to play, but I could never figure out why it's not saving. When I go to save, you know, I just p- push select to go to save and turn it off. It didn't work. And then my uncle figured it out and called my, my mom and said, Oh, I figured out how to save. And you had to go to save once you died, and then push select, go to save, and then push A <laughs> to, cl- to select it. You know, but that was, nobody knew that. All the four, you know, four
2: buttons to choose from. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the thing that trips me out when you're playing on regular Nintendo with somebody that's never played it. What what button do I push to jump? It's like, dude, <laughs>
2: push, push
0: one or the other. Yeah. It takes you two seconds or half a second to do it. It, it feels
2: it. so awkward now to, to pick up that little paddle after playing with, you know, the 64 controller was a monstrosity, but even, <laughs> yeah. even the, I think the Xbox controller is a bit much, I think a PlayStation controller is perfect. My, my favorite thing yeah. about the PS4 was that it's not that much different than back to the PS1 controller. It's just got those extra yeah. bumpers on the top, but yeah, it's all this exact same, um, ergonomically I guess is the word it, the controller fits the hand and i remember when
0: xbox the original came out that controller which is like real fat you know it's just a big it was the exact same one it has now but it was just fatter yeah and everybody complained about it and then they just got the real little ones out but i like the xbox control for 360 that was real nice and it was really weird to play the playstation because if like you're reaching all the way across with your thumb instead of right there where the d-pad is on the playstation you know for the xbox
2: yeah i, I play uh you have an xbox controller for my pc game and some stuff you know that not mouse and keyboard friendly but um something about I don't know I guess it applies to PlayStation 2 but like when you're playing shooters and you have to take your finger off of the stick that moves you around to use the direction pad yeah I guess there's no way around it but but it uh
0: they got those controllers now that they're called something I can't remember what they're called but they let you map buttons to the two paddles on the back mm-hmm. and so that's why you, a lot of people you play call of duty they'll just dive immediately while they're still shooting in D- the air yeah <laughs> and it's because they just have that paddle that they hit the button and it does that then people use it for destiny it's called like a i can't remember scab or scarb controller, or something
2: like that i don't know but uh, i just don't care about winning enough to, <laughs> to yeah, exactly. mo- modify my either. controller yeah but people you know
0: these competitive gamers or whatever but but anyway uh you got anything else about
2: dragon warrior or rpgs in general no i just uh, the the whole reason i even brought this up to you was you know just like playing playing skyrim and witcher and i got real heavy into dark souls diablo everquest um path of exile it all started with dragon warrior like yeah. Dragon Warrior was the first fantasy genre experience I had, and now I mean it. Books I read, movies I watch. I mean, Lord of the Rings, uh, Braveheart. You know, e- everything about. I feel like I was born in the wrong century. Like I, 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 <laughs> I, I love that sword and shield. You know, uh, Great Britain castles. I just I love that, and and eventually I'm sure I would have been exposed to it otherwise. But the fact is, Dragon Warrior was the first, and yeah. uh, it, it'll always, you know, not to sound you know sappy or, or nostalgic or whatever, but it it has a place in my heart like my life. That yeah. that you I can't really say that Skyrim has that place because it wasn't. The first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, Dragon Warrior, um, you know, that, that was, there was not a whole lot of difference. Like, we kind of talked about a little bit of difference from the Japanese version to our version with the battery backup, little things like the character, he stayed facing forward in the Japanese version instead of he actually turned in a direction you were walking. But that was a, that's a genre called uh, the Japanese RPG you right, so you're talking about the, the final fantasies, even a Corona triggers. Um, those are the, the, uh, the uh, Japanese versions. And so now you got the Western RPGs like Skyrim, uh, even like fallout, stuff like that and that's kind of taken over now and it's popular in Japan. I can't remember the very first Western RPG. In fact, I'm going to look that up because that kind that was the defining that kind of turned the, the tide there for uh, different uh, the RPGs. Man, I'm about to open up a whole new.
2: You can definitely pick up on that that medium. Like I, I've been watching uh Sword Art online. Uh it's a yeah. Japanese cartoon that kind of I don't want to say it makes fun of, but it, it it points out the the MMORPG, you know, how it consumes people's lives. And um I really enjoyed it. Anime, um the The Japanese influence is obvious. You can tell even in Dragon Warrior. Some of the translations don't carry over right, like that that that, right. old, that old meme. Uh, All your base are belong to me, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. because it it just it does doesn't translate, and you can see some of the dialogue in Dragon Warrior. Yeah, for sure. It um that so
0: the the Vita, yeah, PlayStation Vita that that's out. um, or you know it's been out, but that's kind of the only thing that's really being developed for it is Japanese RPGs, and it's gotten so wacky to me. I can't, I can't play them, uh, and I like Japanese RPGs, or the old ones like we we're talking about Corona Trigger and whatnot. But um, it's gotten like the 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 art form of it. It's just it's just really anime now, and it's just uh, I I just can't do it. Yeah, some of it's and they got that got one game called one game called Trillion on Vita and all it is is a boss with a trillion hp <laughs> that's all you do just kill
2: a boss with a trillion. i hadn't played it yet i got it that's that's why i haven't bought any of the new final fantasy games cuz they've just they've gotten so overboard with that uh um japanese anime what what's the the Pokemon and then Dragon Ball, yeah, Z. That like that—that that takes the the whole fantasy aspect out of it that I was alluding to earlier, because people in in ancient Great Britain don't look like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: they the uh, um, I forget I was going to say, uh, but like so, Diablo looks like is one of the first RPGs, so that our Western RPGs, so you start to see. Kind of that come out and like that was in the late '90s.
2: Um, I still got that disc.
0: Yeah, so uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, Sui Coden was an awesome game on PlayStation. You need to play that if you can, if you can. Sui Coden, Sui Coden Two. Uh, if you got a Vita, or yeah, you would have to get a Vita. I don't think they got them on the PlayStation PSN on PlayStation Four. Maybe they do, but Sui Coden, Sui Coden Two. I know they got it on Vita and they probably do got it on PS 4 uh, force. I think that was a, a big deal that it came out. It's called uh it's S U I K O D E N. Phenomenal game.
2: I I got I subscribed to that uh P S Now for my uh, girlfriend to play what? those old games and it, I've been surprised at what I could find on there. Spell that again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: S U I K O D E N. And so this is a game where you uh you start off as a just a little, I don't even remember the in one that bad. So you got to be one or two. That's the ones you got to play because, and it actually can pick up where you can, you can pull characters in from one. There's 108 party members you can recruit. And some of them just do stuff like building your castle and whatever, but you're basically a, a rebel or whatever, running from the empire and you just recruit an army and you get your army all built up. And then you, so some of the scenes are where you're fighting, uh, you know, you got a party of six fighting enemies and it's the same thing, hitting with numbers and, uh, that type of deal when you hit something critical hits you got spells, uh, but it's also large scale uh, war to some degree. Uh, very minimal. Um, Sui Code 2 introduced uh, where it's a one on one battle with other people as well, um, and they'll say just like sticks. It's a it's a uh, it's a rock paper scissors type of mechanic to where they'll say something like, "Oh, you're gonna really feel this hit," so you're know gonna do a wild, you're gonna do a wild blow, so you just want to defend and you can attack, defend, or wild blow or something like that. But anyway, you'll you like it, man. That's one of my favorite games. It's actually very expensive. It's like two hundred fifty dollars uh, for the hard copy. I, I
2: played uh, I played Final Fantasy one on my cell phone at work last year, and it's just yeah. it's amazing how rewarding just the simplest things are even even though we have the the technology to make a pretty much live action virtual reality movie a lot of times the actual fun factor of the game is just not there
0: right yeah the fun factor is what they had to rely on back in the day yeah they didn't have all the blockbuster cinematics and whatnot and that's you know that's why you can go back and play a lot of super nintendo is my favorite system you can go back and play a lot of uh games that uh you know like super metroid i didn't play this is a testament to it i didn't play that as a child uh but i went back and played it and i played it all the way through i enjoyed it so much but but anyway we just wanted to give you guys a quick little history and retrospective on some dragon warriors rpgs in general um so uh we will definitely have a uh, coach back on for some other games um what 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 do you think is a good game to go over? Do you get on the spot here?
2: I'd like to go into. Uh, they can go modern too. The military type gaming, like all the way back to the original Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid has a real special place with me. Um,
0: Just the Metal Gear series, or so.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we can you know talk about the turd that was rambo <laughs> yeah. yeah rambo oh, yeah rambo. <laughs> <than Nintendo. laughs> go go play uh just
0: put, you know so again yeah, this what we're talking about rpgs is really funny because uh, zelda 2 you know you gain levels in in zelda 2 and uh, and rambo so I, we, nobody understood that mechanic at that point you know and it's the exact same um it's the exact same uh, game, except for just a
2: I heard you mention that the other night, and, and it, it it made sense to me. Uh, I can see that it
0: is. It's when you just the, the jump mechanic and everything when you hit it with the uh, knife throw, versus throw, a, throwing a sword. the knife
2: out in front of you.
0: Yeah, it's a, yeah, you got to fight the the tiger and <laughs> uh, tigers and monkeys, and you never get to the people hardly. That was a game, kind of like when you're walking left and you that all of a sudden you're walking in a different direction. Like if you get you get on the boat, when you get off the boat on Rambo, if you go left or something, it like starts you back at the beginning of the game or something <laughs> weird. You got to go right. Yeah. And so if you didn't know that, you know, you just get off the boat, you can go anywhere. Yeah. And so there's no way to tell you. They didn't say, you know, hey, go right off the boat or we're going east or west or whatever. You just pick the, pick the direction and you just...
2: I used I used to rent that, and I rented Friday the Thirteenth from uh, the little video store down the street from my house because that was all that was ever in. And I, I, I was <laughs> yeah. just, I was just lost for like years of my life in those games. <laughs> you walk, you just threw rocks. You walk north, and and you now you're headed east. You turn right, now you're headed south, and you just never <laughs> ever eventually ever went. If You
0: get in the woods, you're stuck in there. You're never getting out of the woods. Yep. Yeah. And they uh but they throw rocks and like a little the little enemies if they get to right the point it just goes right over their head. It just made you have to duck to do it. Just to be just you, you can't have a rock, man. You gotta duck down. But uh an interesting thing about Dragon Warrior, I did forget about this. When you get to Dragon Warrior at the end, he offers you the chance and I and I did this, uh, first time I ever says, Do you want to rule the kingdom with me? Yes or no you know I, you don't have to fight me you can just rule with me mm-hmm. and, I, and i picked a yes to see what it does and then all your words just turn red and it just locks up like the game didn't <laughs> expect you to do it but no it, it, <laughs> it didn't expect you to say that for all that hours you put in but no it t- does turn red and it locks up and it's supposed to like it says it puts you to sleep or something like that is what is supposed to happen but it literally just locks up and sits there and it's like oh,
2: you you made your choice game over you know, so I had to go back from the king and go back to him. Another thing about that, um, that's the first game I ever remember. Like, it surprised me when I killed him in human form. I was like, yeah, I win, you know. And then it's like, he has turned into a dragon. <laughs> and now you <laughs> yeah. have to fight him again, and you're at like half hit points, half magic yeah. points. And um, i I still wound up killing him, but it was like, you know, now that's a pretty common thing in games is uh, you think you've won and they morph into yeah, some you know, other form. And, and you
0: you know immediately, like, this boss is too easy. Yeah. You know, there's something going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now it's just like you're fighting Dragon War. Like, Man, Dragon War is not that hard. I just must be good. <laughs> and then it's and then he turns into that and you're like, oh, okay. And, that, you know, he's a, obviously a unique boss and a unique unique dragon. It's real big.
2: That's something I forgot to mention earlier when we were just talking about the game in general and how uh, different it felt. I remember, like, fighting these normal enemies. They're hitting you for, like, you know, 8, 9, 10, maybe 13. And then this next enemy you see is like, whoa, I've never seen this before. What is this? A Wyvern. It's like, hits you for 36. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and you
0: can't run. And you try to run, and it blocks in front yeah, every time. That, that Yeah, the Wyvern was a that's like this that's like the tipping point of you run into that thing
2: difficult enemies and and when i yeah. when i beat dragon warrior i think i had like maybe 120 hit points and and now games it's it's not uncommon to have like 50,000 hit points enemies are hit, yeah. hitting you for 12,000 swords doing 8,000 damage it's just it, that's not necessary it just it just <laughs> yeah. it, it looks better on the screen i guess gives people a better a better sense of, of power. Yeah, Dragon Dragon Lord had
0: uh, 100 HP. That The Arbor Knight had 90. You never knew
2: how many hit points the people you had were fighting had. Now games put like a hit point bar and you see it going down, 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 down. Back then, you just kept yeah. fighting until it said you slayed them. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yeah. You, you could be at three hit points, and they could still be at 50, or they could be at one. You just you didn't Yeah, n- you
0: never knew. Right. So, so you counted it, or I did, by the number of attacks I had to do. So, like, okay, this is a wyvern. i got to hit him three times, and it's over. And then if I only had to hit him two times, then I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting more powerful. Mm-hmm. You know? So as, as a kid, that's what you would do. But, yeah, you try to run, and they block you in front and uh uh-huh. that's what it says Blocked. you were Locked blocked in, fr- in front I- you try to run and then it then it pauses but you were blocked in front i, you're like, I-, I-, Dude.
2: I think that's part of the japanese translation like going wrong because <laughs> that's just like that's such an inappropriate like wording <laughs> <laughs> but I, but i know
0: what i know what uh
2: <laughs> i know, <laughs> I know what, you've been but blocked it's right. uh
0: <laughs> but it was uh but I was gonna say that you get the final spell at 17 I believe the heal, more, heal spell. more but the levels actually cap out at 30 so you can pretty much level up all the way again to get to 30 and I believe it's I don't know that I think it's 3,000 HP per level it, it caps out at you know it used to, you know something that, that first is you know I don't know 10 HP, 10 experience and you get a level and next time it's 30 or whatever and it builds up but at some point it caps out at 3,000. And stays there until the end. And I always wanted to go back and finish it with 30 experience. But they uh, the Japanese uh, said that uh, when they made it, that that's what's supposed to do. You grind it out. They like the grind because it's it shows you know, there's something else at the top of the mountain, so to speak. And that's what we're trying to earn. But the, they actually re-released it on Game Boy in a dual cart. Uh, one cart with Game, Dragon Warrior 1 and 2. And it's it's a lot more fun on that because you you level up faster, you get more gold faster, just more of a digestible experience
2: than have to go and really grind on a NES version. I never I never really tried to play it uh, like anymore after I after I beat the last guy. I just uh, it seemed like the enemies stopped spawning.
0: No, once you once you no once you kill Dragon Warrior, they they do not yeah they go away. You walk back, and most people just come out, and you can throw some wings in the air, or you'll chance your return spell. But you can walk all the way back with no enemies. You also have to save the princess halfway through. So you have to get to level thirty before you finish the game, pretty much. No, I mean you can go there at twenty, and you're probably good, but uh, it will go to thirty. I wanted to just wipe Dragon Warrior out, you know, with two hits or whatever, to see what it was like, because it was just something to do. But uh, but I don't think I ever made it that far. I, I get to level twenty four or five, and I'm like, man, it's just it's just too much of a grind. It's not really worth it. Cause you already know what's going to happen, or whatever. And you don't add too much difference. You can already you can already beat on Dragon Warrior pretty easy <laughs> at that at that point.
2: Everybody finishes the game with with Edric's armor, Edric's sword. It's like there, there's silver shield. That, there's there's no sense of of individuality, like uh, yeah, you can't to- like Dragon Age. My my character's probably conv, configured totally different than yours was when you finished the game. Yeah, yeah. And it's still possible. But um you know, it, it was the it was the infancy of, of RPGs, but you were kind of shoehorned into uh, one experience. Yeah.
0: Well, cool man. So uh Metal Gear maybe. I don't know. We got the we got the list out. We gotta figure out which one's next, but uh I'd like to have you back on one for sure. Uh, you work we try to do these weekly and you're working you work week at a time so yeah
2: just every every other week i'll probably be available and i mean i, I really uh-huh. i really enjoyed it I, I surprised myself i usually don't uh don't like stuff like this due to my social anxiety <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's just different it's just fun to and that, and that's what we're trying to do man it's just chop it up it's a lot more personable than i thought you know having the, yeah, the webcam yeah, and everything it's like we're just you're actually here at my house talking so yeah and that's what it's about man i just try to have fun doing it and hopefully the people that are
0: listening can uh kind of relive that you know and say we same way we are and their own everybody's got their own nostalgia about it but uh hopefully it's entertaining as well with uh just you know, whatever we could do news and get some news updates, whatever. We're still trying to work out the structure, but either way, I'm having a great time doing it, man. I'm glad you could be a part of it. Same
2: here, man. Stay in touch.
0: Well, well, cool. All right. Well, appreciate you guys, uh, sticking around and, uh, we will, uh, drop something next week. See you
2: later.